yet a need for what Iran could provide at various times. Uh, and he is using that now. The truth is that he didn't stay in Iran very long uh, when he was in his period of being outside Iraq, as many of these leaders were. He actually ended up in Syria for the bulk of the time. But the Iranians clearly uh, providing support, assistance, direction, weapons, and so forth for the Shia militia, which, to be sure, did protect Baghdad in a moment of peril when the Islamic State seemed to threaten the capital, uh, but who now are very, very powerful and are really beyond the control, in some respects, of the prime minister uh, and have caused real problems when they've gone into Sunni Arab areas and, in many cases, abused the population. This is an example of the kind of challenge that you have post-Islamic State. Again, it's all about a struggle for power and resources. It's a struggle writ large for Iraq and Baghdad, keeping in mind, by the way, that it's Baghdad that determines the distribution of the oil revenues. That's the biggest centripetal force that keeps Iraq together. And it's going to be about post-Islamic State governance in Mosul and Nainua province, where we were able to achieve quite good governance that was representative of all the different elements and responsive to all of them with minority rights guaranteed as well in the early days, uh, but where that proved much more problematic uh, over time. And there is an axiom, I assume, of military strategy that says it's one thing to push the enemy back. It's another thing to hold the territory. That's exactly right. And in fact, a number of us have said, don't clear until you know how you're going to hold. Um, that is very much operative here, except that I would add, don't clear until you know how you're going to hold and govern. Mm. That's the real issue here. And there are a lot of conflicting objectives, desires, and, and grievances that are going to make that very, very difficult. I know that the president's special envoy, Brett McGurk, is very seized with this, as is the new ambassador to Iraq from the United States. They're working it hard. Uh, it meetings up in Iraqi Kurdistan and Erbil, which is very near to Mosul, where a lot of the different uh, leaders are huddling to determine what follows Islamic State control of Mosul and Nineveh province. Uh, but again, there's a lot of, uh, of conflicting objectives here. One historical point. Uh, Donald Trump often makes the point on the campaign trail that somehow mm -hmm. the Obama administration is responsible for the rise of ISIS. And he cites the fact, you know, that we left Iraq. Uh, and because we left Iraq, what used to be al-Qaeda in Iraq morphed into ISIS. And that there had been more American troops remaining in Iraq when we left, even though the government did not want them, we would have seen a different situation. I'm nonpartisan, uh, not going to comment on a particular candidate's uh, statement. I will comment on the facts. Right. And the facts are that the real cause of the rise of ISIS was the alienation of the Sunni Arab community uh, in Iraq, which again created this opportunity for the Islamic State to get support within the Sunni Arab By uh, Maliki and the Shia government? This is by Maliki uh, playing to his Shia base. Now, also though, So the Sunnis I got would so have upset liked, that they I, allowed uh, sort of the old al-Qaeda in Iraq to that's to some degree. The, there is another element, though, and that is that Prime Minister Maliki also prevented us from continuing to enable his Special Operations Command and counterterrorism forces to continue to keep the Islamic State down, to keep it defeated on its stomach, if you will. Uh, and that also was prevented. Uh, he made an agreement to that effect at one point in time. Uh, and then it was never operationalized. Now, I would have liked to have seen 10,000 troops stay, without question. 
Uh, I do doubt that it would have given us the influence over Prime Minister Maliki from to keep him from carrying out these ruinous sectarian actions. But what it would have done is we would have had bases, infrastructure, communications, satellite shots, all the rest of that, so that we very rapidly could have reinserted forces into Iraq when it was clear that we needed to support the Iraqi security forces to prevent the Islamic State from taking Baghdad, Erbil, and so forth. And that is something that I think is indisputable. And it took us too long, frankly. It took a very long time. As we have discussed before at this table, time matters when you're fighting an enemy like the Islamic State, which is enjoying success in cyberspace in part, in large part, because it is seen as a success. Mm -hmm. And the sooner you can show that the Islamic State is a loser is the sooner that it's no longer as effective in recruiting exactly. uh, would-be jihadists and in, in inspiring others around the world to carry out extremist acts and so forth. They are grouping now.